At times, when patients experience healthcare's inefficiencies and brokenness, some of these patients turn their frustration into innovative startups that are dedicated to reimagining an industry that we all know can be so much better. During this episode, Andrew Lockhart, the CEO of Fathom, joins us for an insightful discussion about how his team is applying the intersection of deep learning and natural language processing to the healthcare industry medical record. While together, Andrew shares how his knee injury and receiving his medical bill opened his eyes to the opportunities to improve medical coding, a massive area in healthcare ripe for innovative ideas and technology. Join us to learn from Andrew and the mission he is on in building Fathom and how you can get involved as we continue to work together to move our healthcare industry forward. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Andrew, thank you so much for taking a pit stop today and being on our podcast. Thank you for having me, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited for our conversation. Given your passion for machine learning and your company's expertise in providing autonomous medical coding technology for the healthcare industry. But before we dive into this important and exciting work, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to our episodes, please take a moment and visit passionatepioneers.com in order to share your feedback and ideas. Simply scroll to the comments section at the bottom of each posted episode. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Andrew, it's almost time for our community to learn how Fathom is building a deep learning NLP system to accelerate medical reimbursement. But first, we're going to get to know you, so let me grab a randomly selected question so we can get to know you personally. Let's see what comes up here. We're talking food, my friend. What is your favorite meal? But more importantly, what's your favorite meal and why? Oh, man. Not terribly imaginative, but I really love a good steak with a nice full-bodied red. And then for dessert, probably strawberry rhubarb pie, just a childhood favorite. And then maybe a little extra here, close second, might be some bacon, eggs, and a beer after a morning surf. Did I hear morning surf? Morning surf. Yes, sir. So obviously you're living close to a body of water. We don't surf much here in Colorado. I mean, we surf on the snow with our snowboards, but we're not, you know, no large bodies of water. Where are you surfing, my friend? Ocean Beach in San Francisco. Oh, that's fantastic. And then, of course, I have to go back. Everything's better with bacon. So you had me at bacon. But let's get back to the steaks, the very first one you mentioned. What is the best steak? I'm a bone-in guy, but what's your favorite cut of steak? Oh, man. Uh, depends on how it's being done. Touche. Porterhouse. Ooh. Good call. Uh, now, how it's cooked, if you can find someone that can do it on a wood fire, that's the ultimate. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Any type of steak, at least for me, like I said, I like a good boning, but you're 100% spot on, especially if you back it up with a good red. Oh, man, nothing like it. So thank you for sharing that. And, of course, the surf life out in California followed up with a good meal afterwards. I can only imagine. I can't wait to be able to travel again so I can actually go see an ocean. Uh, that'll be nice once we can lift the travel restrictions here for COVID as we continue to quarantine safely. But Andrew, thank you for sharing a little bit about 
your meals and the, what you love to eat on the side out and outside of your work with Fathom. And I'm looking forward to diving into your journey and your mission of building Fathom after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. This episode of Passion of Pioneers is brought to you by Augmetics, ambient medical documentation and live clinical support. Did you know that nearly 75% of clinicians surveyed in a recent study say they spend over 10 hours per week on paperwork and medical notes? But clinicians who've adopted Augmetics are spending less time writing notes and more time providing superior care to their patients. Augmetics is a leading provider of remote medical documentation using remote AI-assisted live scribes to observe, listen, and capture relevant details from natural conversation for over 35 specialties. Augmetics provides real-time support that includes orders, referrals, and reminders to deliver accurate, complete, and timely medical notes. Augmetics brings back the joy of practicing medicine. To learn more and to bring the Augmetics joy to your practice, visit augmetics.com slash passionatepioneers or click on the link at the top of the episode notes. We are back with Andrew Lockhart, the CEO of Fathom. We have a lot to discover, so let's get after it. Andrew, you and the team have now been at it with Fathom for over four years. You guys have been making a lot of great headway in the industry. Our team over here at Olive, obviously very excited about your work as well as we all continue to work together to reimagine this industry. But give us a little bit of that founder's journey, Andrew. Tell us how you had those aha moments. How did the company come to be? And then we're going to really talk about what you guys are accomplishing today, where the company's heading and where the industry's heading in the future. But take us back a little bit. Give us a little bit of that founder's journey of how Fathom came to be. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it was a straight path. I didn't grow up wanting to be a medical coder or automate medical coding. I don't think anyone does, to be honest. But you know, several years ago, my co-founder and I, we knew healthcare was something we were excited about, an area we wanted to have some impact. And a lot of the thesis was just around, at that moment in time, the intersection of deep learning and natural language processing was beginning to really bear commercial fruit. So around this time, Google had switched over their translation engine from a rules-based engine to a deep learning engine. And we were excited about applying this to medical records. And so we started you know, brainstorming, basically following the medical record. Around that time, actually, I had the misfortune of tearing up my knee playing basketball, tore MCL, ACL, meniscus, the full kit and caboodle. And then I had the double misfortune of then going out of network for my MRI. All of a sudden, I get a bill in the mail, and I'm interested in what these digits mean, my first interaction with medical codes. And for several weeks, and we're still iterating on ideas, my co-founder and I, we just assumed medical coding was something that already automatically happened. But we're having calls and talking to people doing the sort of discovery entrepreneurs do. And I happened to talk to a gentleman who, you know, now works at one of our largest clients, uh, medical coding comes up and I'm like, well, isn't that largely automated? He's like, I hope it's not. I employ 2000 people to do this. Wow. Um, yeah. And so we're like, oh, interesting. So my co-founder is really the technical genius behind this, you know, started putting in some work on a proof of concept. And one of the things we didn't realize getting going is that, you know, we hope 10,000 encounters would be enough to train a neural net to code. Turned out double digit millions, if not triple digit millions is really what was required. So spent several years knocking on doors, talking to different 
you know, folks saying like, Hey, like I'm going to build you this engine that's going to automate your coding. They're like, amazing. What happens next? And you give me all your data. They go, there's the door. (laughs) But we ended up getting to a point now where we're automating anywhere between 80 to 95% of clinical encounters and on a super exciting trajectory. And let's go back before we dive into kind of exactly some of those statistics. You said it's profound. It's Mm -hmm. incredible work Mm -hmm. with what you guys are currently up to. But Andrew, go back a little bit uh, for the layperson tuning in, mm-hmm. you mentioned some big pivotal decisions that Google made. Can you describe mm-hmm. for a layperson why that was important, what that meant, and why that sent uh, things like for companies like a Fathom on a different trajectory? Can you go back and share a layperson's perspective of why those decisions were so big? Yeah. So to give you some context on deep learning, it, you know, it was the new wave of technology that is powering a lot of what you call the very coolest stuff. So your voice assistants, self-driving cars. And historically, what it was really good at was images. So looking at images and making sense of that. And it wasn't so hot on words. And very smart people began to put together papers where they were able to, you know, say, look at, you know, French and turn it into English, things like that. And, And the big nuance here and why this is powerful for medical coding is that deep learning as opposed to traditional machine learning systems where you have to write a whole bunch of rules, you give a deep learning system enough examples of you know, input and output, it can infer all the rules itself, which is a necessary component to basically automating something like medical coding, which extraordinary nuance in terms of language and then multiplied with the advent of ICD-10 where you just have a lot of complexity. And so from there... You guys recognize, oh my gosh, you mentioned earlier, right? One of your biggest clients employs 2,000 people. So I can only imagine, Andrew, and I'm just going to ask it, when you came into the marketplace with what you guys are working on, I bet there was, of course, it's healthcare. You probably got a lot of, well, this is how we've always done it, Andrew. Why would we change? Did you guys get a lot of that or the deer in headlights? Like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Give us a little bit of understanding of when you guys first started coming into the healthcare industry with, well, for healthcare was probably some pretty radical ideas. What was that like? I mean, what was interesting is the appetite for medical coding automation was always clear and present. People were like, yes, that should be automated. Why isn't it yet? What was really the barrier is training data, getting people to trust essentially two guys off the street with an enormous amount of data in order to make these systems truly powerful. And I think we're fortunate to be coming to the market at this time when health systems and healthcare providers and you know various vendors in the ecosystem were beginning to get comfortable with cloud computing and were able to, they were already putting stuff in AWS or GCP. And that actually was able to give us you know, security by proxy in a sense. Whereas, you know, if it were, you know, 10 years ago, you know, they would have been handing stuff to us on a drive and who knows where we would have gone with it. But I think that, you know, there's a unique moment in time that allowed us to exist where healthcare data is moving to the cloud. And then also we have healthcare leaders that tune in from all across the industry that may not even really work within this space that you guys are focused on. Can you give us, and before we dive into that elevator pitch of exactly what Fathom is, can you set the stage of how big of a problem this is, how big of an opportunity is? What does this look like inside of healthcare? You know, frame that up a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, a good way to think about it is 
If you just want to talk medical coding labor, there's probably about $10 billion spent supporting the U.S. healthcare system. And that's not even really getting into physician time spent. I just, for a large health system, did an ROI build out. And this was just within a single specialty. They provided me the estimations of how much time their surgeons were spending on coding tasks. And they were spending $18 million of surgeon time on medical coding. Wow. Which one is just insane. But then two further, their accuracy is probably in the high 70s there. I mean, the surgeons don't care about it, but it's really important to the health system because it's how they get paid. And ultimately, it's just this piece that's very broken. It's a suck on physician time. It's a drain on resources. And then a lot of it, because the delay of it happening is contributing to a lot of these issues around cost transparency, conflict between payers and providers. It really is, you know, sits at the heart of the rev cycle. And there's just numerous issues that cascade out from it. And so I love your mission is to automate away the five hundred billion dollars spent annually on administrative costs in the U.S. healthcare system. How's Fathom going to go about doing that? Fathom is going to play its part with coding. And I think there's two things that's very exciting about this. One direction I take is if you think about what medical codes are, they are the structured data of healthcare. And we think we'll get to a place within the next few years, we're probably going to have about 95% of those codes produced in real time. And what that's going to allow for is a whole plethora of cloud AI, machine learning applications to be built on top because someone no longer has to make sense of all this clinical language. It'll already be structured into code so you can do things like match patients to clinical trials provide diagnostic assistance, care pathway suggestions, things like that. That's one angle. The other thing that I think, you know, Fathom has a small part to play in it. And then there's entities like Olive and Augmedics that play this role. But just imagine what happens when the healthcare revenue cycle just works. You get physicians who are paying attention to their patients rather than trying to document everything in a certain way so that they get fully reimbursed. You basically then have a physician who's able to talk a patient through if coding is being done in real time, calculated, transmitted. They're also able to talk to patients about the cost. Say, I can send you for this diagnostic. Your copay is going to be $25. Alternatively, you can talk to the specialist. The person I recommend is out of network for you. That could be $75. You're able to make care work in the context of this very messy payments infrastructure. And, you know, the thing that's really exciting to me is we've now got a lot of resources and technology going into fixing this rev cycle. And I think we do live in a capitalist society. And if you follow where the dollars go, that's where leverage is driven. And if we can fix how payments happen in healthcare and coding is a part of it, I think we're going to be able to introduce a lot of the things that need to happen to make healthcare work for patients. So you said it twice now in those comments, which is so profound and so powerful, and it means so much to me personally, making care work. I know it sounds almost, it's not even real at times with when we look at it and, and we view healthcare. I mean, there's so many areas that it's just completely broken and completely disconnected. And I'm not going to get on my soapbox and start rattling off and getting passionate around that because it, mm. trust me, it fires me up on how much better I know we can be as an industry for a country that has some of the smartest and most passionate minds on the face of the planet. So trust me, I'm right there with you. But when you say make care work, yes, you guys are building an amazing platform, an incredible leading industry leading technology, but I always like to also bring it back to the human experience. What have you heard? What has it been like 
with the customers that you serve? What have you heard? Like, what are some of those stories? Obviously, keeping privacy up top of mind, but what are some of those stories you've heard? You've given a doctor time back so he can go to his child's soccer game or making somebody's life easier. What are some of those personal stories of making care work? I mean, I think what it boils down to is we've helped providers remove a ton of cost, which has been really acute pain point as a lot of clinics have sat empty over the past year, freeing up resources. Another thing is, you know, a lot of providers are stuck with these very long payment cycles. And, you know, it's maybe not a big deal for someone who can finance these, but a lot of small imaging center, things like that, being able to pull in their payments several days can make a real difference to how that functions. And then ultimately, so much effort is put into this administrative tasks. And the thing that gives me a lot of pride with Fathom is when folks, it's just a job that gets done. It's not something that anyone thinks about anymore. It just happens. And I think progressively, all these technology companies touching the RCM are going to be able to create something so that physicians can provide care. Patients can engage with their physicians. They're not confused by the information. Everyone's informed because everything just happens. Yeah. Freeing up human capacity. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you for sharing that, Andrew. It means so much because we have to continue as entrepreneurs and innovators in this space. We have to continue to hone in on that and making sure that we're leading with exactly that you just described. So thank you for sharing that. And let's talk a bit about where you guys are going as a company. And then, of course, Andrew, you're one of our thought leaders in the industry. So I also want to discuss where are you seeing the industry going? Now, I know it has been a very interesting almost year and a half now with the pandemic. I mean, things have just turned completely upside down. So obviously a lot of bad, but some good. We've seen some amazing innovation exacerbated for the need because of the pandemic. I think telemedicine, think of the vaccine or otherwise. But with your world that you're in, with where you're at with your company, where we are here, kind of beginning of 2021, where do you see things heading for Fathom? Where do you see things heading for the industry in the next 18 to 24, 36 months that our listeners and our community should be keeping top of mind and be contemplating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, specifically within the rev cycle, what there's two trends I'm very excited about. One is things becoming real time. And, you know, that's going to open up a lot of opportunity, whether you get Cody in real time, then you have the opportunity to make sure that prior authorizations match procedures performed, make sure that providers are fully reimbursed. The other thing that has me very excited is a movement towards payer provider collaboration. I think you've got the real-time data systems. You've got very active interest in removing this waste on both sides. I think, I call it for lack of a better word, antagonism between the two entities, I think has just become untenable for both sides. I think there's a lot of exciting technology that's going to enable both sides to find middle ground just by splitting the difference on the waste with technologies like fathom sitting in the middle as well as others that ultimately I think will get us closer and closer to that premise of a system that does just work. It's transparent to patients, clear to physicians, you know, ability to basically flag in real time in the moment if a physician is out of network for a given patient, make sure that's a no-fly zone. There's a lot of exciting things that can happen with the level of data connectivity that's coming online. And I think, frankly, this like openness between the pairs and providers to really collaborate to make something better. Very exciting horizon. And thank you for sharing those ideas and where you're seeing things heading. Andrew, we do appreciate it. But of course, we also want to get our community involved to help you and the team out. 
What's one problem, need, or question that maybe you and the team currently have that you're contemplating, that you're really trying to work through right now that maybe we can be helping you with? So I was perhaps a little bit leading here. So I've been spending a lot of energy working with providers to help them get their rev cycle to something that's real time, get them accurately reimbursed in a timely fashion. What I'm really hoping to hear from is folks from the payer side who are excited about this idea of a real-time revenue cycle, excited about deep collaboration, excited about operating on top of provider data to basically accelerate payments, get those providers paid on time and interact with patients and mitigate some of these challenges. That would be something that'd be very exciting to me is to have some conversations with people from the payer community who are, I know there's some stuff going on out there and tap into that. Oh, I know there certainly is. And I have some dear friends that are working on the payer side. I'm not going to call them out specifically, but I know they tune in and uh, don't be shy in reaching out to Andrew and the team at Fathom. But in order to do that, Andrew, we need to know where the heck to find you online. Give us some websites, social media handles, contact points, or otherwise, where can we find you? Yes. So first and foremost, you know, if anything I said resonated with you, no matter where you are, if you're a student out there, an entrepreneur, obviously, if you're a provider or payer, uh, want to talk to me about medical coding, email me at andrew at fathomhealth.com. If you want to you'd probably hear a lot of random thoughts about NBA basketball, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Lockhart uh, and also on LinkedIn. Feel free to connect all of those avenues, but you know, don't be shy. And then your website's fathomhealth.com. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, all those touch points will be over at passionatepioneers.com as well. We'll have an episode posted there with all of these contact points as well as an opportunity for you to leave comments, suggestions, feedbacks, ideas, or questions for Andrew and the team, feel free to head on over to passionatepioneers.com. Additionally, in your favorite podcast player, simply scroll down to the episode notes. All of those touch points that Andrew just listed will be listed there where you can click on through and get a hold of Andrew and the team directly. So thank you for sharing that, Andrew. Really do appreciate it. Of course, we're going to close it out with a fill-in-the-blank, one of my favorites, because I'm so always so excited to host leaders just like you that are pushing our industry forward. So I got to fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because I believe that our healthcare system can and will be made to work for everyone. Oh, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. I remain excited and hopeful and optimistic that we can certainly get there. And knowing leaders like you are coming to the industry, have been here working hard, rolling up those sleeves to get there. I'm confident we will, and we will do it together. So for now, Andrew, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today, for taking a pit stop on our podcast and sharing your story and all the wonderful work happening at Fathom. We look forward to continuing to follow your journey. But for now, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.